0: This is the Decibel Geek Podcast, with Aaron Camaro and Chris Sinza. Like the eyes
1: of a cat in the black and blue, this is the Decibel Geek Podcast. My name is Aaron Camaro, joined as always by Chris Sinzak. Happy New Year to you, my friend. Same to you, man. This is awesome, man. Another whole year of Decibel Geek Podcast. We
2: slayed a bunch of dragons this year.
1: Yeah, we did. We, we're going to continue to do that here today. As you know, if you tuned in last week with us, we're celebrating D.O. around here. And I can't think of a better way to end the year. So before we get into today's festivities, we got to take care of our business and the business at hand for one final time in 2018 is our sweet reviews and recommendations. Let's start at the top right here with a Apple iTunes review. Comes to us from Krusty Burger 71 <laughs> from Australia. Five stars. Goes like this. I love the preparation these guys put into their show. Their comments are always considered, well-supported, and rarely miss the mark. Terrific listen all around that's beautiful all the way from australia short sweet to the point somebody reads that and they say yeah man sounds great i need to check that out here's another one this is a pod chaser review five stars yeah Mm -hmm. they're the big pink ones we like them awesome mighty k she's back yeah she got another review for us man where was she when i was crying for reviews i don't know Hers goes like this, this time. I am a huge fan of this show. So glad I found them. There hasn't been one bad show yet. Things I've come to expect from this show? Laughter. Learning about new bands. New songs. Reminiscing about older bands. Older songs. Sometimes they've even gifted me with older bands and or songs I didn't know existed, but now listen to and love. Getting inside info, inside scoops, great commercials, great interviews. They don't always agree, but they always get along. And I always listen from start to finish. Yes, even the intros. I don't want to miss a
2: thing. That's how it's done. What a review. Yeah.
1: Mighty K. That's why she's mighty. She rules. That's so cool. And then we also have a Facebook recommendation from a guy we know very well, David Cathy. And his goes like this. Chris and Aaron know they're rock and metal, and they do a great show on the genre. I love they make it fun and informative, and the music rocks. Great job, gentlemen. And count these: 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10 stars. Awesome. See, Facebook says no stars. David Cathy says no, 10 stars. He
2: can add them manually.
1: Heck yeah, man. That's awesome.
2: David's a great guy. We, uh, we've we met him at the Rockin' Pod. because yep. he's, he's a local Nashville guy. So, uh, yeah. so thank you very much, David. You're a great supporter of the show.
1: We love it. All the people that give us those reviews, we love and appreciate you so much. iTunes, Facebook, Podchaser, wherever you're doing it, keep doing it because we love it a lot. And, you know, this is a party. It's a rock and roll party. So you always want to invite other rock and rollers in. And a great way to let people know about what we got going on here on Decibel Geek is by sharing and retweeting the episodes that we come out with. So the way we do it is we got our Geeks of the Week. They're honorable people that share and retweet, and they did it last week. Mm-hmm. And if you do it for this week's episode, December Part 2, mm-hmm. the next week you'll be one of the first honorary Geeks of the Week of the new year. Yeah. Prestige, baby. You yeah. can't beat it. So the people that shared and retweeted, I know there was a lot. So who do we got from
2: last week? Well, here's the thing. <laughs>
1: I this is cool though. Well,
2: we didn't really have time to put the list together this time cuz you know December we only had basically a, inside a week to put all this together. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, it, it didn't have a lot of time to put the list together, but I do want to make a special mention of a very special geek of the week. And uh, our friend Sneedrock, Rock, who, who shares the, uh, the shows, sent Aaron and I both a message. He said, my nine-year-old daughter heard I was the first name on the geeks list. She liked your Facebook page and wanted to share the episode to become a Geek of the Week. So nine-year-old Fia Caligaros, thank you very much. You are this week's honorary Geek of the Week. I believe the children
3: are our future.
2: Especially if they like Dio. Heck, yeah, that's awesome. Very
1: cool. Nine years old, sharing this week's episode. You know, we know a lot more of you did last week, too, oh, so we appreciate we, that.
2: We owe um, Whitney Houston's estate like $20 for you singing that. I take it back. Okay.
1: <laughs> Never again. What do we say about singing on this show? That's for the paying customers. Yeah. Patreon <laughs> The lower.
2: The, the belower. The <laughs> That's a good Ace Frehley callback. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm ready. Yeah, If you want Kiss, we'll, get, we'll listen to Tor- Torpedo Dudes, patreon.com slash decibelgeek. That's anyway, right.
1: We'll tell you a little bit about, more about that in a minute. We will. But right now,
2: I'm ready to talk some Dio. Yeah, we have a, a lot of years to cover. And guys, you know, as you know, there, there was a lot of albums released after 1981. So. Yeah,
1: it was hard. Some got left off. That was my whole problem with this was like... The first one was hard enough, yeah. you know, with his pre solo stuff. But this one, I mean, there's even more albums yeah. post '81. We certainly miss stuff on this, but and we do miss stuff, and it's it's tough, man. I wish we could have picked something off of every album, but we're gonna get to well, what we think
2: are our favorites. You know what that just means, though. What does it mean? We'll do December next year.
1: Awesome. Everything we missed in 2018, yeah. 2019, we'll finish it up because there's plenty more to choose from. But I guess if we're going to start, I'm going to start at the very beginning. So when we last left The Mighty One, he had released Mob Rules with Black Sabbath, but the state of the band is all heaven and hell. As we mentioned last week, Warner Brothers believed that since Black Sabbath was enjoying such a resurgence with their new vocalist, that obviously Ronnie James Dio is the true star here. So the breaking point for a very coked up Tony Iommi comes over his perception that Ronnie's being too controlling over the mixing of 1982's Live Evil. And you know, he also takes issue with the fact that while still, you can't see these these are air quotes, while still officially a member of Black Sabbath, Dio's already rehearsing with his new band since he had accepted the offer from Warner Brothers to do his own album. I got to think looking back on this after doing a little bit of reading I'm thinking it's probably because Ronnie and Vinny didn't do drugs <laughs> And the rest of Black Sabbath is all messed up. But I go back to the very beginning with this one, and I had to choose my very first Dio song. I remember back in the day, you'd get the cassette tapes, and they were like Metal Masters and things like that. And it was like always a compilation with different artists. And I loved that when I was a kid, because you'd get a cassette and get to sample a whole bunch of different stuff. Mm-hmm. I had one. I know it had like Vinnie Vincent Invasion and Zodiac Mind Warp on it. Oh. But it also had Dio's Don't Talk to Strangers. Mm. And I remember hearing it the first time, you know, and I'm listening to Vinnie Vincent going going crazy on the guitar and Zodiac Mind Warp's real heavy and I think maybe Anthrax was on there. And I remember hearing this and the first time I'm like, eh, you know, because you hear the beginning and it's off to kind of like, a slow, mellow ballad-y. start, yeah. yeah. And so I would, you know, remember on cassette tapes where you'd hold down the play, but you'd also hold down the fast forward a little mm-hmm. bit, and it would sound like a Vinnie Vincent guitar solo <laughs> until you got to the next song? I would do that at first with, with Don't Talk to Strangers. Really? And then finally one time it just played on its own, and I was like, well, I'll just leave it play. Mm-hmm. And then I heard it, how it grows mm-hmm. and gets bigger and gets meaner and gets stronger until it finally explodes. So, you know, at first I didn't like it, But then I fell in love with it. So then I immediately ran to Uncle Bruce's house the next week and picked up Holy Diver, which is an amazing album. I love it a lot. So, for you, from Dio, through us, from 1982, this is Don't Talk to Strangers.
3: As the words may come out
1: diver goes number 56 on the u.s album charts that's pretty damn good Mm. warner brothers knew what they were doing i guess it's got jimmy bain and vivian campbell on there which i mean it's an amazing album oh sure you know through and through one of the classics something everybody should own here's something interesting i learned dio's first choice for lead guitarist of his band Mm -hmm. jakey lee really
2: oh yeah i heard that in an interview was
1: snatched up by ozzy right so he, Ozzy stole Jakey e. Lee, went with Vivian Campbell, but it all turned out pretty damn good oh, with that yeah. first debut album.
2: The chemistry between Ronnie and Vivian... You know, it pretty much almost matches what he did with Richie Blackmore and Tony Iommi. Mean, yeah, it's you know, it's a, it's a great singer guitarist combination. And don't talk to strangers. I know you fast forwarded through the beginning part of it, but like, I mean, you have to appreciate now how the oh, it yeah. truly shows the range of the guy's voice. Oh, you know, God, it's I mean, so good. It's like I know he's known for all the the metal and all that, right. but but you have to admit, like, even on the softer stuff, amazing voice. Yeah, he's got. He- He's just got one of those voices where it can turn like from an
1: angel to a demon, you yeah. Know? And and this song is like so angelic in parts, but mm-hmm. it just shows, like you said, how it can be so beautiful and then it can be so metal
2: at the right. same time. A lot of range, lot shoot, of range. yeah. All right, so for my first pick, I want to. I picked something from Last in Line, came out July second, nineteen eighty four, produced by Ronnie himself. This was the first album to feature Claude Schnell after his stint and Rough Cut. And uh, this was recorded at the Caribou Ranch in the Rocky Mountains. The highlights for me in this album include Vivian solo on "Breathless," yeah, the anthemic "Mystery." Oh, I love "Mystery." And the opening track, "We Rock." This is one of Dio's best songs. I I mean, I I, I know it's considered one of the quote-unquote hits, but, and one of my favorite memories, one of my first memories of Ronnie James Dio was I would watch the Headbangers Ball in the 80s. Yeah. And they would always show a live video from the holy diver tour of yeah. them doing that song and had all, you know the dragon head and the, had the um the laser show going on on yeah, the stage right on. and it just it's just such an ass kicker of a song and like and that, it is. that if, was my if, first exposure to dio was if that you're song. listening
1: to that and you're not pumping your fist yep. you know i don't know i don't yeah, know what to, to tell you
2: incredible song
1: it's yeah. impossible not to yeah so dio had been riding high in the early to mid 80s with three successful albums to date But by 1986, things are starting to unravel for the classic lineup of the band a little bit. So he and longtime guitarist Vivian Campbell have a huge falling out that leads to Viv joining the Whitesnake. Mm. And on 1986's Intermission EP, Dio would introduce his new guitarist, formerly of Rough Cut and Jufria, Craig Goldie. He would join the band for Dio's fourth studio album, Dream Evil. Even though it marks a drop in sales for Dio, it's still an awesome album with killer album cover. Oh, man, mm. I love the artwork on these early Dio albums it so too. much. I mean, that's something as a kid. you just seen that. It was like, oh, God, this is going to be so good. I love almost every song on this album, but this powerful epic has always been one of my favorites. It showcases just what an amazing singer Ronnie was, and every member of the band shines. I mean, you talk about Claude Schnell... Listen to the Wicked Keyboard Solo. I swear, when we started doing Decibel Geek podcasts, I would have never said Awesome Keyboard Solo. He's
2: come around But folks.
1: over the years, I have <laughs> learned these are real, and you're going to get a huge taste of it in this one. This song is just so amazing. From 1987's Dream Evil, the one and only Dio with All the Fools Sailed Away.
3: Thank you.
2: So does that mean that Dio steers the ship through the stormy sea? No. Oh, okay.
1: No, he does or not. The ship sailed away. Yeah, yeah, that
2: ship sailed. Oh, okay. <laughs> now, here's your kiss callback?
1: I love it, man. It's a great album. Like I said, it was kind of a drop-off album for their popularity in sales and sales and album charts and all that. But, you know, listening
2: back to it, I don't think he missed a step with that one. Did you hear about you know? I know the the album cover is it's a it's like an illustration, but did you know that it was based on a real photo that they did? Really? I heard a story that the kid that they had the kid this is the one with the kid sleeping in the bed yeah, right? yeah.
1: with Murray the demon yeah. out the window I, and I, the
2: the there was they got a kid I don't remember if the kid was like an actor or something but yeah. they hired this kid to come on. So they wanted to do like a live action cover? But they, I think they misled the kids' parents about what it was going to be. They were just like, thought oh, it was just a rock band's album cover. And then I, I heard that the parents were like very conservative Christians too. Oh yeah, can apparently you imagine? apparently were quite freaked out when they saw the uh, finished product.
1: Especially when Murray showed up. <laughs> yeah. We need you to stand outside that window over there. You know, miniature demon, you stand over here on the floor and play that flute. And, yeah. You know, over here in the corner, we're going to have the Pandora's box right. erupting with evil. I think I know? remember
2: hearing that the, the – Kids' parents were not real pleased about
1: it. <laughs> well, the painting ends up
2: turning it's out really great, awesome. It's a great you album. Know, cover. Makes
1: for a great T-shirt and a great mm. mirror you can win at the fair. All
2: that, right? So, uh, from, classic. For my next one, I want to pick something from Sacred Heart, which came out in August of 1985. Also produced by Ronnie James Dio. Peaked at number 29 on the Billboard 200 chart. Mm-hmm. This was the last album that Vivian Campbell would do with Ronnie. Uh, he left during the first half of the tour. As you mentioned, Craig Goldie would end up taking over duties for him. Uh, the accompanying stage show was a spectacle involving a mechanized dragon and laser effects. Maybe that was the tour I saw the We Rock clip from. Yeah. As captured on the VHS and later DVD issue Sacred Heart the Video. Ronnie and his band referred to the dragon as Denzel, although originally it was called Dean. While a strong album, you can get the sense that the band was fragmenting during its recording. Nevertheless, some great material was put to tape, like this one. This is Hungry for Heaven. 1985 prime years for uh, rock and metal, and that, that album fits right in with everything.
1: Love it. Yeah. Oh, man, that's so good.
2: Yeah, it, it's, there's a lot of good stuff on that album.
1: All right. So before we go into break, I got one more, and we're going to jump all the way ahead to 2000 because 2000 marks the return of Dio. Because it's been a few years since the release of 1996 Angry Machines. You pick anything off Angry Machines? I did
2: not, but we did do something off the year in review for that
1: one. Me neither. You know, that was Dio's lowest-selling album ever. And, you know, it's not easy being a guy like Dio when bands like Oasis are ruling the world of rock. But as always, the Mighty One will persevere and mark his triumphant stomp into the new millennia with a concept album. Uh Uh-oh. Not to fear. (laughs) Because unlike us, some other bands we know, Dio is really good at this shit. It may have still been over the heads of most of the rock fans in the U.S. or the U.K. at the time, although it sells quite a bit more than Angry Machines does, but Magica was a big hit in Germany and Japan. So for this one, all hail and raise your chalice to Dio. All right before we get back into our celebration of the great one, Ronnie James Dio, here today on the Decibel Geek Podcast. Again, what an awesome way to end the year. It's been fun. This has been a lot of fun. We'll I like this do it a again lot. Next year, we can yeah. definitely we can make it every year thing. Why not?
2: If we can devote a whole month to Kiss, we can devote one to Dio.
1: Yeah, no kidding. Two weeks, no problem. With plenty of leftover oh, stuff, yeah. we could cover. Yeah. So. Keep your eyes open for that in
2: 2019.
1: Yes. We have a year to plan it. In the meantime, if you're waiting for new uh, audio, you know, every week we come out with this new show for you. And we know a lot of people enjoy it. But I know a lot of you are also caught up, you know, and so you're waiting for the new episode every single week. And, you know, we're slackers sometimes and we're regular dudes and life gets in the way. That's mainly it. We're not really slackers because we love to bring you this show. But life does get in the way a lot, you know. Mm -hmm. And so we're not always real punctual. That's why we never really say a certain day when the show is coming out, because we don't want to overpromise and under deliver. True. And we like to be a surprise Mm -hmm. as consequence. Right. But if you're waiting for new audio, here's something you can do. And it's something you can do that would help us out a ton. And we appreciate it a lot. And we make it totally worth your while because it is so inexpensive. But what you get for it is way worth more than what you put in. Mm -hmm. So here's what I want you to do. I'd like you to go to Patreon.com and look up Decibel Geek Podcast. What you're going to find on there is an opportunity to become a Decibel Geek VIP. Now, what do you get as a VIP? Well, you get access to the Facebook group. That nobody else is a part of. Chris, myself, and our VIPs are the only ones that have access to this room. Mm-hmm. You get in there and get in the conversation with us. We're always talking about that. As a matter of fact, we're going to be going through in just a little bit and telling you who our vips picked for their favorite dio songs you know because we we give these guys extra consideration and we'd like you to join that Mm -hmm. along with that you're also going to get a whole lot of back audio that we've been recording for years now yeah stuff that you didn't get on your regular download of the decibel geek podcast behind the scenes stuff uncut interviews i mean there's some stuff in there that here's a great example donnie Mm v when we had Donnie V on the show, what you got on Decibel Geek podcast <clears throat> was awesome, but it was a fraction of the entire conversation with Donnie. What our Patreon VIPs got was the uncut, uncensored, complete version of the interview we did from start to finish. When yep. we're bullshitting with them before we start recording, and when we're talking yep. to yep. them afterwards, they you get the whole it. thing, you know. And we've done that a few times with a few yep. different episodes we've done. Plus, you get the Chris and Aaron show, mm-hmm. which is us just chilling, talking about all kinds of different stuff. There's a ton of those in there. I yeah. think we just, Rock and Ron just posted 87. 87? Yeah. So there's 87 episodes of the Chris and Aaron show, and those are a lot of fun because we goof off a lot. Mm-hmm. You know, we try to be a little more serious when we're handling <sighs> great subjects like Dio right. on the Decibel Geek podcast. On Chris and Aaron. Anything goes right, so it gets a little nuts sometimes. So, pre warning <laughs> on that. And then, plus, the new thing we just started if you're a Kiss fan and you love Kiss podcasts, you got to get in on this. Mm-hmm. It's the Torpedo Dudes. Yeah. yeah, yeah. What would happen if instead of Decibel Geek, we would have decided way back in the day, no, let's do a Kiss podcast? It would have been Torpedo Dudes. Yep. So, that's what we're doing on the side. We have a whole nother podcast that we do, it's always at least an hour long. It's been going over because, I mean, we're yeah, talking about we're Kiss, fun. so. <laughs> (laughs) It's easy to go over. We've talked about Peter Chris on the Donahue Show. Mm -hmm. You have something you wanted to tell me
2: about that? Yeah, we'll do it on on VIP.
1: Okay, cool. Well, there you go. There's something else you're going to find out. behind-the-scenes
2: info. Oh, nice. So,
1: there you go. That's the beauty of VIP. We tell our VIP stuff we don't talk about on Decibel Geek. But, you know, it's a lot of fun. It's cool stuff. We like to share it with you, and it gives you an opportunity to help us out in the best way you can by becoming a Decibel Geek VIP.
2: Yeah, and the Torpedo Dude segment uh, feature, you, you get that for the lowest level too at a dollar make it very inexpensive so if you want to kiss podcast super cheap yeah just a dollar just a dollar for that
1: seriously yep wow we must really love our listeners
2: can't even get starbucks (laughs) for that much money we really love our there are higher levels to get more benefits but yeah but that's the lowest one you can go and you know of course the more you give the better you feel about
1: it so you know head on over to patreon.com and see what you can do to help us out yeah um also want to give a shout out to rock and ron runyon you know it's, it's cool, you know, here we are at the end of the year, and there's so many people that have helped us out in so many ways through 2018, and, you know, we just never say it enough about guys like Rock and Ron Runyon, you know, who runs Decibel Geek TV. You want to watch some cool videos of live performances? Lose yourself. Yeah. Just just put it on and let it shuffle, you Tons know. Because there's so many great performances. Because Rock and Ron's out there making it happen. He's mm-hmm. recruiting other people from around the world, getting them to turn in stuff. And so these videos they come up like uh, MTV videos yeah. from back in the day, and I love that so much. Decibel Geek TV, it's the love child of Rock and Ron mm-hmm. Runyon, and we love that child so much.
2: Yeah, and there's video versions of certain episodes we've done. He just finished doing right. all of the 1990
1: 1981 year. Yeah, yeah. Year. Both of those are up yeah. now. So get on over to. to decibel Geek TV on the YouTube and check out the video versions of 81 part 1 and now 81 part 2 is up.
2: And another special uh acknowledgement on the Facebook page we have a lot of great conversation there. Yes. Adam Cox is just killing it with yeah, you know, running is. that thing keeping it keeping the conversation rolling and Dio Simbers definitely gone over well over there. With that's a lot awesome. of, a lot of great memories and discussion about each album and And that's what
1: I love fun. about this, you know, it's it's our rock community that we've helped create and congregate, you know. Yeah. And so when we're looking at the Facebook page and we see so many people talking about Dio and their yeah. memories and their stories, and man, that's what it's all about. We'd that's love to why I you. love going mm-hmm. to the Facebook page because so many of our friends are on there and our listeners are going on there and conversing with each other yeah. and sharing stories with each other. You know, and it, it, again, you know, what do we always used to call this? That I could never
2: say. Oh, what our old tagline? Yeah. yeah. Oh, uh, build shit. Um, <laughs> building a worldwide audience, or was it building? <laughs> I forgot it now. Building a local music scene with a worldwide audience. That's right, yeah. you know, it's, and it, it's really rolls off the tongue there. Yeah, it? thank you for that. <laughs> no wonder we didn't keep it.
1: <laughs> it sounds it, it, it's hard to say, but it applies today more than ever. We you know, so. Up. So get involved in the Facebook page. Become a Decibel Geek VIP. Check out all Rock and Ron's hard work over at Decibel Geek TV, and just welcome to the party. Yeah. You know, the the train rolls on in twenty nineteen. It does. We got some big stuff planned for next year. We
2: do got a lot going on. All right, well, are we ready to jump back into Dio? Heck yeah! All right, so I've got the next pick. I want to play something off of "Lock Up the Wolves" that came out in May of nineteen ninety. You know, definite transitional period in music. So, yeah. you know, a Dio album at the time is is a, is a different beast altogether. Produced by Ronnie and Tony Platt, it displayed a complete change of musician lineup over the previous Dream Evil album, including eighteen-year-old guitarist Rowan Robertson. That's right, the young prodigy yeah. at the time. That was a big deal. Also, Simon Wright on drums, who had just played with AC/DC for yeah. a few years. <laughs> this album is a mixed bag, but overall, it's a good quality album. Uh, the MVP of this album to me is definitely Rowan Robertson just shreds all over the place Right, it's just incredible play I think he was like 17 when he joined the band he shreds a lot on the album but he also has like a real bluesy type feel to his playing and he fit in great with Dio on this I think this album really flies under the radar and it's definitely worth your time Uh, there's no better example of this than the song Wild One
1: It's not Dio's grunge album. No. It's a, it's <laughs> Thank God record. Dio never released a grunge album. I don't.
2: Yeah, I don't think anything he's, he released would qualify as grunge never. Or, or trend hopping or anything uh-uh. like that. I guess maybe a tiny bit of industrial on Angry Machines.
1: Yeah, Angry Machines was a little weird. It's an angry I guess record. that's his elder.
2: Yeah, but it's a good album. I almost picked something off of that, too. Maybe next year. Yeah, there's always next year.
1: All right, well, that brings us up to this one. This is my pick, and man... Out of all of these, I had the hardest time picking a song off this album because, man, this is one of my favorites. Talking about Dio's 10th and final solo studio album, Master of the Moon from 2004. It's such a complete album in the discography. It's, it's just that every song on the album is high-quality rock music, you know? Mm-hmm. And Dio is, man, this is like, it kind of takes me back to, like, this year, like, Priest came out with that album, and there was, like, Every song kind of fell into a different category along their career. Like they covered mm-hmm. a little bit of everything, and I get a lot of that off of Master of the Moon because it's it's like classic Dio, current Dio, you know, at the time, and everything in between. And it's just like a great chronological representation of everything Dio. Mm-hmm. And I think if you've not listened to Master of the Moon, you're really really missing out on something because. If you look at what Dio left as a legacy, and yeah, he's going to go on and do some stuff with Black Sabbath again in the Heaven and Hell project after Mm -hmm. this, but as far as his own Dio studio album, I don't know. I guess he probably didn't know at the time that this was going to be the last one, but had he known, it would make sense because this is a perfect Dio album. Not one bad song on the whole thing. It's hard to pick one. I guess for Master of the Moon from 2004, I'm going to go with a song called Living the Lie. pick a couple more songs off this album we got time next year
2: <laughs> Get to it next year right? i'm serious though master the
1: of the 10. moon is so underrated it is and again awesome album cover mm-hmm. you know we talked about Magica, and we talked about you know even even the uh lock up the wolves yeah dio knows that he's got to have these kick-ass album covers I can't think of one clunker, you know? No, they're all good. He doesn't have an elder as far as album covers go, no, that's for sure. There's
2: no brown doors on any of his Hell numbers.
1: no. Yeah. Dragons. Yeah. Monsters. Yeah. Demons. You know what you're getting. You know it. It's Dio. You know it and you love it.
2: That's a great pick. Mm-hmm. Okay, so for mine, this I'm going to echo your sentiments on uh, an underrated album. I want to play something from Strange Highways. And this one uh, came out in the U.S. in January '94, produced by Mike Fraser. Coming off the heels of the Sabbath Dehumanizer reunion, Ronnie and Vinny, a piece reformed D over the next step. They'd soon hire guitarist, Tracy G. After a brief return, of Jimmy Bain is cut short when he's fired, which I'm not sure what that was for, maybe substance abuse, and is replaced by Doc and bassist Jeff Pilson. Right. Yeah, Pilson
1: was in that band for quite a while, too.
2: This album kills and has tons of great tracks, including One Foot in the Grave, Pain, and the title track, and this one, Firehead. There's a there's a great and I've mentioned this in the past, but I'll and I'll put it up on the Facebook page this week. There's a great four part tour bus interview with Ronnie when they were touring for this album. Yeah, where this. I think it's like a public access channel or something, or, something, or fan, I don't know what it is, but it's, it, the interview is very much like a podcast interview, where it's very at length, Right on. and the guy hands him each CD insert, and he talks about each album. Oh,
1: so it's a whole bunch of albums unleashed it's all in It's basically very similar I to the albums. I we have done that.
2: It's a, it's, I mean, we don't have Ronnie in anywhere now to do this, but... It's as close as you're going to get to us doing an album's unleashed with him. So I'll put it on the Facebook page. You have to watch it because he was in a very honest mood, and like we'll just say he, you know, he definitely talks some smack about Richie Blackmore, about Tony Iommi. He, you know, he appreciates the stuff he likes, but also he talks about the business part of it too. Right. Um, but when they get to That's the cool. to the discussion about Strange Highways, you know, he's just like he's like Jeff Pilson's the bassist I should always had, or Tracy G's the guitarist I should always have. Yeah. You know, he was he very much. Was and I know he was promoting an album, but he—you could tell—he from the heart felt that he had done some of his best work with Strange Highways. That's awesome. And uh but it's great. Yeah, it's a really fascinating conversation. It's like a forty-five minute conversation on the tour bus, and he—he was just so damn articulate and, yeah. and was not afraid to ever speak his mind. No, uh-huh. like he, even if, to a fault. To if a he fault, asked Tony Iommi. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he—he he definitely would say some things where it's like, oh you sure you want to say that?" But. He, one of the most honest rock stars of all time, and yeah. Um, but yeah, that interview is interesting. He even goes into talk about life and you know philosophy and and you know the state of the world in the early '90s, and it's, it's a fascinating talk. But right, uh, I'll, I'll check that out. And I have to give a plug to the Focus on Metal podcast. Who um, a few years ago they did, I think it's like a five or six part series where they interviewed members of the band and people that were involved in the band, all about Strange Highways. Oh, nice! It's like an album's unleashed. You know, part five part special, basically. But the yeah, the Focus on Metal podcast does a great. If you're really into Strange Highways and you want to learn about the making of it and everything, that's a great listen for See, you.
1: See, and that's kind of an insight too onto what a revered album this it is. is. You know, and that's kind of the problem with some of these albums like Magica and Master yeah. of the Moon and these other albums where the first few ones are so revered, and then you get some of the ones in between where. Dio's got so many good albums that good albums are falling through the cracks. Because they have to live up
2: to the glory years. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And they do. Yeah. But most people they haven't heard them because they're locked into the early right. stuff. If they know Dio at all.
2: But it's funny in that interview on the tour bus, he, he mentioned that he, when they br- give him the Strange Highway ZD answer, he's like, see, it's like this is going to be the one where pe- down the road people are going to be like, see this album, this was the nah. one. And, and the, I've heard a number of people say they love that album.
1: It's his Motley Crue 94.
2: Yeah, kind of is. He's Donna, you know yeah
1: <laughs> The weird album that everybody loves and respects. Yeah, it's a good one. All right, that's awesome. Well, I guess I got time for one more pick, and then you get the last one. You can be the playout this week. Cool. And uh, I just got to say, before I get into my last pick, I'd like to say that Dio's done some pretty awesome covers, too. There's three I can always think of off the top of my head. And I know that if I picked a cover song... To play on our top five deal, I would end up with the cover of Mob Rules outside my front door. Oh, yeah. So I just thought I'd mention him. You know, we played it last week at the beginning of the Christmas episode. Greatest Christmas mm-hmm. Carol of All Time. And then he's also on uh, Aerosmith Tribute Album, where it's like him, Ingve Malmsteen, Greg Bissonette, Paul Taylor, mm. and I think Stu Hamm doing a cover of Dream On. Oh, yeah. It's just killer And then I got the Humanary
2: Stew CD where you got Dio Mm -hmm. on there doing Welcome Welcome to My My Nightmare, Nightmare, which is badass. His voice is perfect on that
1: one. Oh, man, so good. You know, you can never top the original, but, man.
2: That's up there, though. If
1: you were going to take a crack at it, you'd do it with Ronnie James Dio, and, man, that song is so good. Yeah. So if you guys get a chance, check out those cover tunes, man. They're definitely worth doing. So in 2007, Dio's back with Black Sabbath heaven and hell mm-hmm. and it's so cool to have these guys back you know after all the years and again we talked about dehumanizer a little bit earlier i could have picked something off dehumanizer I there's did. there's a lot of great stuff on that album too i think should get mentioned but, you know, again, maybe next December.
3: <laughs> yeah. We've
2: got another year to do it.
1: <laughs> the other side of the Dio. Yeah. But when that Dio Years came out and it had the new tracks on it, and then they came out with the next album, The Devil You Know, mm-hmm. there's so many good tracks on that. It was the last stuff that Dio would do studio-wise was getting back together with Heaven and Hell. And, man, the songs are all so good on that. If you guys haven't given any of that a chance, you really need to check it out. And I'm going to prove it to you right here. This is one of my favorite Dio songs of all time. I love how clever Dio's lyrics are. I know you're not a big lyric guy, but I am. Mm -hmm. I, I love the lyrics. And in this song... So clever, so cool, and such a neat twist to the story of a song. And this one's amazing. Like I said, came out in 2007 off of uh, Best of Black Sabbath, the Dio years. This was a new track they came out with. One of my all time favorites. It's called The Devil Cried. Mm-hmm. Kind of- oh, I love that heaven and hell stuff they came out with in the mid to late 2000s.
2: Could've so d- good. Could have done a lot more with that, in my opinion.
1: I wish they would have, but time is short. That's the thing. You know, you'd never know when you're, when your time comes to an end. And luckily for a guy like Dio that legacy is so strong and it lives on forever. In these songs that we're talking about today, people are still going to buy these CDs. They're going to go to their favorite download places and they're going to download the music, you know, iTunes, Amazon, whatever you're doing to get your music, get out there and support this stuff. Because again, there's a legacy we need to support. We need to let people know that deal was important to us. And, and the music he left behind is something that I know I'll enjoy till the day I die. Mm-hmm. And I know we don't get political here on the show, but I just yeah. like to go ahead and say this, just to get it out of the way. Mm-hmm. In 2020, my vote: the hologram.
2: Oh gosh, hologram,
1: do hologram for president of the United States.
2: One hologram to rule them all. <laughs> you know it. <laughs> oh man, uh, I'm not touching the hologram thing. But, no, uh, so yeah, I go right through it. Before I make the last pick for the playout song today, I want to mention our uh, Decibel Gig VIPs on Patreon. Part of the benefits of that, as we mentioned in the break, because I know some of you don't listen to the breaks. Um There's a private Facebook group that we have for for them, and we, you know, we we solicit their advice, their picks, and stuff. And wanted to get some of their picks for some of their favorite Dio songs. And I'll just read a few of them here. Uh, Mark Alden Taylor, he's one of our VIPs. Some of his were "Lady of the Lake," "Shoot," "Yeah," "Children of the Sea," "Give Her the Gun," "Bible Black." From oh yeah, yeah. that was awesome. Brad Calmanson, who's a huge fan of Dio, he had said for Volume One, uh, no particular order: Gates of Babylon, yeah, falling off the edge of the world. Oh, that's an amazing. We played song. that on the show. Sixteenth century green sleeves, of course. of course. Heaven and Hell, Children of the Sea. Uh, Gregory Mew said anything off Heaven, Heaven and Hell, or Mob Rules brian davis said uh kill the king from oh Rainbow. that's a great song sign of the southern cross yeah yeah. Uh, invisible oh yeah that's when you don't think about a lot mm-hmm. but that's an amazing tune and you had mentioned this was tough to knock it down to five and scott smith said, that's exactly why i haven't said anything yet. <laughs> um ryan session said children of the sea that's a that's becoming a theme here oh, yeah. uh gypsy oh yeah dream evil all the fools sail away Fi- firehead cool. And then uh, our newest VIP, we got a Michael Bagford. He said uh, Stargazer. Yes. Voodoo. Oh, I love Voodoo. Children of the Sea. Boy, that one's almost on everybody's list. The Mob Rules and then uh, Mistreated Live. Right on. So some really good stuff there.
1: Very cool. And you may have noticed today, neither one of us picked the song Holy Diver. No. You can't deny that's one of Dio's greatest songs. Of course. But if you want to hear that, turn on the radio because that's the only Dio song you're going to hear. Or Rainbow in the Dark. Very rare. Yeah.
2: That's You'll mostly, hear "Holy
1: Diver" five times before you hear the other one, and
2: that's almost kind of why I didn't pick the song "Last in Line" because uh, yeah. you hear that one pretty regularly too. But um, but yeah, I mean they're they're just amazing songs, right? So I've got the last pick of the show. This has been a fun, has been fun experience. I'm, I'm glad we got to do it. I'm proud of
1: ourselves for finally paying Dio the tribute that he deserves here on Despicable Geek. Yeah, it's. We've it's always good. talked favorably about Dio because we love everything he's ever come out with. But it was high
2: time that mm-hmm. he got his own episodes, so we did them back-to-back. And what a perfect way to end the year. And it's been fun digging into the, the albums, not so much the classics that we all knew and loved. But uh, like my pick from... Th- to play out the show is going to be from Killing the Dragon from 2002. See, that's another one. I think people don't think about these mm-hmm. later years albums because they think
1: Dio, they think Holy Diver, they think Sacred Heart, they think mm-hmm. you know the early years stuff. But this,
2: these albums are so good. Mm-hmm. If you haven't heard them, I'm telling you, brothers and sisters, you're missing out. And as you remember from being in radio around this time, you know, hard rock and metal was going through a real hard time in 2002. Oh, so yeah. a lot of the the big classic artists had to go onto smaller labels just to get product out there, and right. this album was no exception. It came out on Spitfire Records, which, as we've heard through Anthrax's experience, you know, tiny marketing budget, they'd get your album out, but there wasn't really a lot of money to push the album. So, you know, it was harder to get the exposure that you needed. The dragon that Ronnie's referring to in the title is technology, Which is, you know, he's kind of ahead of his time. He had stated in interviews that modern computers were causing electronic serfdom, similar to how dragons would swallow up the young in old fables. Oh, yeah. That makes sense to me. Look at all the kids with their phones now. Right. And uh, computers were coming godlike in his eyes.
1: The dragon is your cell phone.
2: Yeah, it kind of is. Cut its head off. Yeah, throw your phone away but after you listen to the episode Um, (laughs) this album features some really great guitar work from Doug Aldrich who you know who you know from the Dead Daisies now yeah Um, he was just coming off the first Burning Rain album that's another one you should check out if you haven't Uh, the song Throw Away Children from this album was slated to appear in a sequel to a hearing aid project but it was aborted for, for various reasons they wound up not doing it hmm But uh, I do really like this album, and the title track is my definite favorite of the bunch. This is Dio with Killing the Dragon, and uh, Happy New Year, everybody. Happy New Year. Best of 2018
1: next week. If you haven't gotten on Facebook, put in your vote yet. Do it now.
2: See ya.